0: Welcome to Movie Ghoul Round, the film podcast that rotates between different themes every week on a five-week schedule. This week's theme is New to Two. everybody. My name is Brett Stewart. Joining me on the very first week of Movie Ghoul Round 2021. This is our third time doing this. This is the first week of October. David Luzader, how are you? Oh, I'm
1: doing well. I think we got to warn people uh, before we discuss this movie that it is an NSFL movie. It's not safe for lunch. Do not eat your lunch uh, anytime near when you're going to be watching this film.
0: Yes. At one point, we actually started eating dinner and then got about two minutes in and we're like, mm, <laughs> no, we're in the, we're going to switch back on over to some sitcom on the Peacock Network, and then we're going to go back to this after we're done eating. That was a good move. Uh, Nicole Davis, hopefully you did not eat during this movie.
2: I made sure to eat like a good two hours before I started watching this movie. <laughs> and honestly, I watched it last I watched it like five days ago and I'm only now is the nausea subsiding.
0: Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so first of all, movie ghoul round. We're very excited to do it again this year. A reminder that what we're doing is for the next you know, five episodes throughout the entirety of October, they're all going to be spooky and Halloween-themed. They're going to be horror films and thrillers and that sort of thing. But if you are listening to this the week it comes out, the very first week of October, then I do want to remind you that you do have an opportunity to vote on You Did This To Us, which is going to be Halloween themed, so we're only allowing spooky suggestions. But if you're listening to this the week it comes out, head on over to MGRPodcast.com and vote because in four and a half weeks-ish when that episode comes out, I believe the final episode comes out on Halloween, it's gonna be a you did this to us pick, and you guys are gonna get to pick what we're watching. So ooh, stay, stay tuned on that. We'll see what that ends up being. Uh, we'll, what did we watch last time the audience picked a movie ghoul round?
2: Uh, I don't remember. Was it J-Bo? Yeah, uh, Jennifer's Body? Yeah, I think it was. Or was that a new? <laughs> no, that was a new to too That, that was Brett,
1: Brett, That is a new to too Oh,
0: did I, did I, did oh, I, i not
2: prepared for this question I know, I have Jennifer's a list.
0: Body on us. <laughs> okay. Well, the audience has voted before we've, we've been doing this for so long. Who knows what you guys voted on last year, but you can vote this year and you should definitely do that.
2: Hey guys, editor Nicole jumping in to let you know that last year's you did this to us was in fact, Jennifer's body. Don't you feel better knowing that?
0: But today was new to two it was my opportunity to bring you guys a movie that neither of you had ever seen before i'm surprised you guys haven't seen this because while it is batty it's definitely one of those like cult classics of horror cinema i've come to realize and it's called dead alive or brain dead i believe in the u.s release i believe that's the
2: no it's dead alive in the u.s release it's brain dead everywhere else
0: uh okay other way around cool All right, so Dead Alive uh, came out in 1992. Now, this is a a film that I discovered in high school because it was right when I was starting to watch, and I actually haven't seen it since, so this was a really fun thing to revisit this week. But I, I remember I was just starting to get into horror movies, and I was really into watching bad horror movies with my friends. And that was a very fun thing we'd used to do. And then one of them was said, you know, brought this. And they said, you know, have you, have you seen this? This is what Peter Jackson was doing before Lord of the Rings. And that alone sparked such a unique curiosity in this movie that there's not that many years separate between this and the masterpiece that is the Fellowship of the Ring. Nine and- years. Which is pretty insane. Less, I think, because this came out in 92, and Fellowship's 99. No. Uh, Fellowship was 2001. Oh, okay, when he started working on the Fellowship. Fair enough.
2: Yeah, he probably started development in 99.
0: Yeah, right. So, in any case, I I was introduced to this in high school. I have not seen it since. I do not remember it being as gory as it obviously (sighs) is. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I wanted to introduce you guys to it because, if anything, just the weird curiosity that is Peter Jackson's early career is a fascinating thing to talk about. But with that said, I did not realize it was not available on most platforms. So we watched it on YouTube, which is where it is currently available in full. I did watch the version that you guys watched, even though I have a a Blu-ray of it that I'm almost positive is bootleg. (sighs) Because that version is 20 minutes shorter. It's a theatrical cut. This was the uncut version of it. Dead Alive is available in both its R-rated
2: version and its even bloodier unrated version. We dare you to watch it.
0: So I can't quite speak to what the twenty minutes that
2: would explain it of
0: excess is. <laughs> I'm um, betting
2: it's from the end of the movie.
0: Well, probably. I <laughs> hope does. not. The end of the movie is the best part of the movie. But it never you ends.
2: Twenty yeah. minutes
0: anywhere else in the movie and no one would notice. <laughs> no, you could cut twenty minutes out of. Th-
2: I think David and I are on the same page with this. <laughs> you could
1: cut twenty minutes out of that part of the movie and nobody would notice. Oh, fine.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, dead I, alive. L- let's okay. But let's let's, let's let's let me let me read a synopsis All here right. first. Everyone, right. pause. Everyone, pause. Oh, and before a synopsis next week, if you'd like to follow along for movie Ghoul Round Twenty Twenty One, it is a. Can we just talk about pick? And we are going to be watching The Descent.
2: Hey, folks, I'm out of order. You're out of order. This whole podcast is out of order. Can we just talk about is our new theme covering films that at least one of us are dying to talk about, but don't fit into any of our other categories. Each host has chosen 10 films and all 30 have been put into a randomizer to choose the order. When we run out, we'll add 30 new films to the list. This will replace our previous randomized category, Prime Flix Roulette, which would produce the occasional gem, some real stinkers, but mostly films that could firmly be rated as meh. We hope that you'll be as happy as we are that we are covering films that we're all a little more excited about. Change is good sometimes. Embrace the change.
0: So check out The Descent if you haven't. Well, two very gory weeks back to back, but different kinds of gore. Alright, uh, Paquita, a young shop girl who's looking for love, is convinced that gawky but sweet Lionel is her romantic destiny. Unfortunately, Lionel is a bit of a mama's boy, and mom has been bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey who has infected her with the mother of all zombie viruses. As Mom dies, returns, and spreads her condition to a large chunk of the town, Paquita and Lionel must fight for their love and their lives amid a sea of blood, internal organs, and pureed zombie flesh. Okay, now we can talk about this movie. Uh, Gloves are off. Well,
1: okay, what what I'll say, and I don't want to, like... Just jump to the end, but what I'm saying, like you can cut out of there, is like that. There is just shots that go on for too long.
2: Yeah. And if
1: you like, you can let you can let the same beats happen, but you gotta like cut down some of it somewhere, man.
2: And some of the beats repeat.
0: Listen, do not tell Peter Jackson to make things short. That is (laughs) not his his expertise. Not a
2: strong suit.
1: No, no, it's uh, it's true. I guess I really shouldn't be surprised
0: the man is uh, clearly has needed an editor from day one. (laughs) I mean, as much as, I mean, I mean, I guess he edited Lord of the Rings. There's two hours cut out of each of those things, but my goodness, does he, I I agree with you guys there. It's long. I did think it was so funny though, that Nicole put in our chat, when you said, everyone's dead. What can happen in the next half hour? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you found out. Yeah. You found out what happens in the last half. I mean, this whole movie builds to the last, last half hour. That's why we're mentioning it.
2: Yeah. This clocks in at, like, just over 100 minutes. An
0: hour hour 43. Yeah.
2: I'd have been cool with this a nice, tight 85. You know, cut out. Which is
0: what the theatrical cut is.
2: Oh, good. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> cut out some of the repeated mm-hmm. stuff at the end. You know, some of the, the yeah. buckets. <laughs> of goo and <laughs> you know you could uh, you could do that you could do that you'd still get your point across
1: mm-hmm. you'd get to s- still have your kill killtacular
0: yes yes so there are a number of differences between the cut and the uncut version the cut version must be what i have on blu-ray but there's all sorts of it looks like most of it is stuff in the first hour and a half which you're right, there's stuff you can cut down in that last half hour, but also th- this movie's kind of a weird, slow burn leading up to what it's, what it turns mm. into. And totally like I, the reason I love this movie is because I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's insane. <laughs> I think I put that in our docket that this movie is just insane and you have to watch it with other people if you're going to watch it with other people. I mean, if you're going to watch it because otherwise it's just, I can't imagine this being very fun alone.
2: It wasn't. (laughs) I mean, this, I would say that this falls firmly into the subcategory of splatstick comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So splatter, slapstick, it's, um, you know, at a certain point, the gore becomes absurd, and then it becomes, you know, so then it's funny for a while, just in its over-the-top absurdity. But then it kind of gets bogged down in its own... Let's see how far we can push this Mm -hmm. mindset, and it just keeps throwing more and more and more and more and more, and then some more at you. (laughs) Yeah, until it, uh, yeah, until it's just—it's too much. It's just you get numb after a while.
0: What was your breaking point? Which, which after which grotesque shot were you like, okay? (laughs) It was the
2: second round with the lawnmower.
0: I think that's the same. <laughs> that, yeah. where he turns around and does the whole thing all over again. Yeah, yeah. I think that was for me. That was
1: like the point where it's like, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah. When you can start seeing the pink goo like building up on his body into like a thick suit, almost.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's and then you're just like, why? Just just why? And, and
0: see that's why I think <laughs> you know I. I I realized that being introduced to this young with a bunch of high school friends worked really well. This is something that's very fun <laughs> well, and, sure. and, and, and coming back to it, me and my fiance had a lot of fun with it this week. It's, it's bizarre and it's weird and we're in the season for it. So it was kind of the right place, right time. And in t- as far as zombie movies goes, you do have to appreciate that it, it does really shoot for the fences. In terms of unique ways to kill the yes. zombies, there are <laughs> they are at no loss for incredibly unique ways to start down in zombies halfway through this movie.
2: Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. I do like that they don't go for the classic shooting them in the head. Right. That it's they decide that pureeing is really the only way to be sure. <laughs> it's
1: really the way to
0: go. Right. Oh my god. But some some of the zombie Deaths in this movie. Uh, I mean, it.
2: The zombie caused deaths, right? Or do you mean the actual zombies getting destroyed? I think
0: zombie deaths when they kill the zombies. I think my favorite might be, and I didn't remember this one, was, because none of them make sense, was where Paquita throws a zombie against the wall and there's a light bulb on the wall oh uh, yes and the light bulb seemingly goes through the back of its head without breaking and then turns on so you just have this jack o lantern looking zombie hanging on the wall with this light bulb inside of it and all the light is you know shining out of its mouth and eyes and it stays there for like another 20 minutes of the movie just in the mm-hmm. background now, see that I did like i liked the weird
1: stuff when it's like yeah. so over the top i mean as horrifying as it was the, the point when a zombie stuck its arm through the back of someone's head and he's wearing her like a, like yeah, a sleeve. Right. I'm like, yeah. you know, that's like, that's really creative. And I mean, it's obviously a mannequin's head <laughs> attached to his arm, but like, sure. It's, it's getting like the effect across. It's just when it's okay. We're dismembering the 10 millionth limb of the movie. Right. And it's just like, I've, yeah, it, it became hard of like, cause they kept topping themselves, but they'd keep going back to like the typical, well, of how the like people getting chopped up and it's just like oh boy all right this was uh and then the guts come to life it's it's wacky it's
2: yeah that's i mean i will give it credit i've never seen that before where somebody's an entire set of internal organs sort of becomes its own creature
0: (laughs) yeah it was kind of fun
2: and starts acting on its own I mean, honestly, it's again, we're skipping to the end, but that's really
0: all there is to talk about. Yeah. You know, the
2: payoff for this story. (laughs) Although I really like the story up until the climax of the film. (laughs) Honestly, I like it a lot. It's
1: so ridiculous.
2: It's got, it's charming in its way, but I was really surprised that the effects hold up remarkably well. The gore effects Mm. still look really good i wouldn't say they look well i don't know what realistic would look like in the context of like a rib cage walking on someone's hands and like with a head in the middle and you know whatever that, the that creature the greaser becomes yeah is just but i mean like the bones covered in gore moving around everywhere and it's it it's When people get pulled apart, I don't always see the seams between when it switches to a real person or from a real person to a model, you Mm -hmm. know, or a doll or, or what have you, you know, like when the baby pulls apart the woman's face. I didn't, I didn't, not one, I didn't see that coming. (gasps) Two, (laughs) it's a really good, clean transition between the actual woman's face Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the thing that's getting pulled apart. Right. So I think it holds up tremendously well. It's
1: yeah. I I would agree. It's the practical effects are always going to look better over time. And this, you know, even the ones where, okay, that's very obviously, I guess like a mannequin's face or like when there's piles of bodies, it's like very clearly just cheap costume Halloween parts, but they do like well enough to make you believe within the context of this insane film uh like what's like what's going on and i think with the right set of people i agree like watch watching this with a certain set of people who are really into this movie or like having a halloween party and having this be one you throw up in the background as long as uh, you know you don't have anybody there who's going to be thrown up in the punch bowl or something like (laughs) that's a great environment for this movie Uh, and like even talking about it now, it's like more amusing than when I'm watching this in the middle of a day on Sunday, uh, like, huh? Huh?
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I could absolutely see that. And we've run into this before. and, And I think that you guys are absolutely right. You know, this was, this was fun a second time around because I, you know, wrangled my fiance into it and, and she ended up, you know, having some fun with it too. But Nicole, you, you know, you mentioned the gore and, and the practical effects. And this has often been touted as the goriest movie ever made, which I actually didn't really realize until this week. The New York Daily News calls Dead Alive the goriest fright film of all time. To me, it's just like, this is, this is the movie from my childhood, which is really weird. <laughs> um... Seriously, For
2: a long time, that's what that's what I had yeah, heard, yeah. Yeah. that this was the goriest or bloodiest I, movie ever made. Yeah,
1: I had heard, like, two things about this, like, well, one is, like, this is what Peter Jackson did before, and, like, oh, it's this crazy, gory zombie film, and I remember back, like, in 2001, you know, just around the time Lord of the Rings, like, this movie kind of had an urban legend feel to it, because it was hard mm. to get at that time. It apparently still is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And apparently, yep, has not changed. Uh, but I also remember the line. Well, it's in our it's in our show notes. I won't skip ahead to that part uh, when we when we get to it. We'll talk about it. But
0: yeah, what a line. We'll get there. Yeah, what a line. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this movie. You know, Nicole, you put in our docket. You know, is that still true? And if not, what has surpassed it in regard to being so gory? And I think you have to draw the line between what is incredibly gory and what is incredibly realistic gore. I'm personally much less bothered by this than any of the Saw films, for instance. Like the tone of that and the style of that is designed to be more real and that makes me very uncomfortable. This I can laugh at. So it's Okay.
2: That was an interesting debate. This yeah. came up with my fiance who's also seen this movie. He said, Gory, really? I mean, but it's so silly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but it It's still so cool. To me, it's the visual thing that you're doing is the gore it's not the tone Mm. gore has nothing to do with the tone are there are there bones showing is there blood is there pus is there oh
1: there's pus oh there's lots of pus. there's so much pus. (laughs)
2: buckets of it is there flesh flapping around yes to all of those things so this this is still a very gory movie it's not horrific in the same sense as say the saw movies where you're actually kind of imagining that happening to you and being glad that it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what would I do in this situation? Hopefully not things as foolish as these people are doing. Uh, I got the truth. <laughs> but, you know, this is still pretty gory, but I mean, it, has there been something since then that's that's gone past this? And does it have to be serious I, to count?
1: Yeah. Huh. That's a good question. I think there's a slight, I think there's been like a slight change, like a little bit, because the, the gore in this movie is very much like, I can walk away from it and just be like, oh boy, that was ridiculous and, and whatever. But like we talked about with the suicide squad. Uh, wait, this is coming out way before that episode comes out. Well, brief, brief We've spoiler the there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll hear that one when, when it comes out, but, um, the gore in here, was less haunting to me than, like, getting blown off.
2: On second thought, let's avoid spoilers on that one. Still pretty new.
1: That, for some reason, the real realistic violence is, is like, like that's what haunts me. And There's movies that, like, have come out more recently, like, that I would think have stuck with me more in that sense than a movie like this, where it's like, oh, wow, that baby's ripping her face open.
0: That's crazy.
2: And does it have to be a horror movie? Oh, like saving private ryan for example
0: like drive yeah drive i mean i mean i the passion messed me up <laughs> like i mean that's that's layers and <laughs> layers of 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 just you know right. we're really trying to make you feel bad right now but like that's a remarkably gory film yeah i mean my, my thought is that when peter jackson made this he was a Sam Rainey fan <laughs> because I just think of, I think of Lionel covered in blood and I, all I can think about is Bruce Campbell covered in blood, um, doing very similar things in like the Evil Dead movies, which were shortly before this. Those I know are also touted as, you know, some of the goriest films. But yet, yeah, Nicole, you bring up a fascinating question and I think it really comes down to, in part, you know, gore. God, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase, what what type of gore is more distressing to you? I mean, Jennifer's Body last year. It's a very gory movie. A little bit more realistic than this, but it's not all the way to the end of Saw or something like it's that. It's not
2: wall to wall from, you know, like minute 60 onward. Yeah. It's not wall to wall grew.
1: <laughs> right. They're not redoing that. They're not redoing the sets in the end of that one.
0: Right.
2: only
1: one way to get that fresh coat of guts up there
0: (laughs) yeah so i I don't know if there's a right answer to that and i don't know if there's a film that necessarily point like pokes out to me as the new title winner of goriest movie ever made i think like this was a this was a thing right like the like the mid 80s through like early 90s horror flicks that were influenced by sam raimi this was kind of a style like like i think army of the dead came out the same no army of darkness sorry came out the same year as this mm,
2: 93 i want to say yeah
1: they're right right in the same
2: time close so enough i
0: realize i'm just like listing off bruce campbell movies but like that was like <laughs> his thing you know around the same time oh, let's see bubba Hota.
2: no but sam sam ravey is a fan of of stuff like yeah. this of this kind mm-hmm. of gore with humor mixed in right but i mean i, I don't know I don't know. This I think this has certainly taken the crown for me of the grossest movie I've ever seen. Oh,
0: you're welcome, Nicole. I'm so glad I could bring. <laughs> I mean, you that. I
2: saw I saw <laughs> you know the 1986 The Fly in theaters, oh. and I thought that was the peak, and it was for a long time. But I, I'm pretty sure this is past it.
0: It's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, and like and like, there's you know talking about like gore and and things that make people incredibly uncomfortable and 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 that sort of thing next week is much more uncomfortable for me than this week the descent truly terrifies me
2: no no not for me
0: and the gore and the monsters in the descent are truly horrific to me
2: yeah i'm
1: already mad at you about this but oh yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so excited for that uh but in any case um Yeah, it's it's a good question. And yes, this movie was a lot gory and I remember it. I absolutely agree. Okay, Really quick. Can we talk about zombie baby and also zombie sex and also (laughs) zombie instant sex baby? Because all those things Uh. happen in very quick succession. Because there's a scene, it's preceded by the egg scene, which is like,
2: I'm not sure what you're talking about with the egg scene, what that is.
0: Wasn't well, like they're sitting
1: around the egg or whatever in the basement.
0: No, no. There's a scene oh. where he has he has the priest, the the 1950s graveyard greasers, and his mom, and they're all around the kitchen table. And he's trying to feed them oh, eggs.
1: yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, okay.
0: As if they still would eat normal food. So, like, one of them is, like, eating eggs. And then her slit throat, like, the eggs are spilling out of it. So, he he leans her entire head back to just start shoving the eggs straight down the throat.
1: Oh, yeah. I hated that part. I hated that.
0: And then this is the scene where he leaves and goes and talks to, you know, demented, you know, Uncle Eddie. And then all of a sudden the zombies are getting at it.
2: Uh, oh uncle less yeah. yeah yeah horrible horrible uncle less right this horrible toupee
1: oh well, it uh yeah oh why'd you remind me about the egg part that was the worst part for that, me
0: that scene is so out of place <laughs> because there's just like i don't quite understand lionel's lionel's like train of thought lionel's such an idiot lionel's the because
2: feeding them yeah he just like
0: he keeps I, I okay, I get it when Lionel's like, oh my god, I have to keep my zombie mom alive. And that's how it starts out. But then it it, it grows to I need to keep all these zombies a secret and keep all of them alive and fed. And why? <laughs>
2: I'm not sure it's fed. I think it's he's got tranquilizer mixed into the food. So he's trying to keep them tranquilized. For what? To what? Um, And that's why he's giving them the eggs. But I think he I think he explains later to Paquita. It's just like he didn't know what to do with them because they just won't die. (laughs) It doesn't seem to matter what happens to them. They keep coming back.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So but yeah. yeah, there's. Horny zombies in this movie was not something I was expecting, and not something I remembered.
2: <laughs> Nor was that No,
0: and also like, and also just very left field for the zombie genre. Like, typically zombies are not interested in that. Good lord! Yeah,
1: the, the, this yeah. this is a, a movie where like you can't get caught up in the lore. No. <laughs> you just have to have to let whatsoever's going on is going on. And then they have their demented zombie baby, which
0: I and he tries to take to the park. He ta- he he dresses up. Yeah,
2: that one I was going why.
0: <laughs> he dresses up the zombie baby in in like a Where's Waldo onesie, and then takes it to like the baby park, I, I guess, and then just beats it up at the baby park. <laughs> it is there's so many weird insane directorial decisions from from Peter Jackson in this movie and i just i'm truly astounded i just can't hammer the it home enough that he went from this to fellowship of the ring in not that long of a period well, of time
1: that's that's not terribly surprising because I realize I do this on podcasts and I really need to fix it where I go like, well, before I have something to say and it sounds like such like an aggressive like, oh, excuse, excuse me. me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a white guy coming in with the correct opinion. <laughs> no. Uh, what I was going to say is that's not terribly because that's like sort of the same reason Sam Raimi from Evil Dead and Army of Darkness got onto like Spider-Man. It's because they're like, okay, we want you to make us the best movie you can, but we don't want to give you a ton of money for it. Uh, So can you stretch these dollars out? And I know that Lord of the Rings was a bit more impressive in terms of budget, but he could still like, he knew how to stretch those dollars coming from horror movie backgrounds. Like that's fairly common to see them then go on to like franchise pictures. That's
0: interesting. I didn't think about Raimi and Spider-Man. You're right. Yeah. The bigger. Thank you, white man. The
2: bigger turn for me is that two years after this film, two, Two years after this movie he comes out with Heavenly mm. Creatures. Oh right. Which is this tremendous drama that introduced Kate Winslet and Melanie Linsky to the world. And it's so good. And then like a year a year or two later he does The Frighteners. Frighteners. <laughs> which is which is a great little comedy ghost story sort of film that's also, you know, stretching the budget yeah. uh, to get good effects. Mm-hmm but it's like how still even with those two movies on the resume how do you walk in the room at new line and say hey i want to make a three film epic trilogy
0: and they wanted it to just be one film they want he had to fight for it to be three which is I mean, and, yeah. and someday I'd like to. I know every other nerd under the sun has had their Lord of the Rings podcast, but gosh darn it, we haven't had ours. Uh, well, someday I do want to talk. Well, about it. he
1: was. Miramax wanted it to be a single film, but then New Line was like, "We'll let you." Like, we want a whole trilogy.
0: Gotcha. Right.
2: Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, he wanted to make two films originally. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, but there's there's this element where you know I I'm one of those people where I think I actually think. And we're going to just have Lord of the Rings podcast now. In lieu of not having an epic battle at the end, that's the likes of, you know, Minas Tirith and Helm's Deep. Uh, Fellowship is a masterpiece. It is a gorgeous movie. It has some of the most beautiful cinematography and beautiful dialogue that the trilogy has. It is poignant and beautiful. And I love that movie. And again, just coming from stuff like this and the Frighteners, is, it's just bonkers to me. But I mean, he is Peter Jackson is kind of, george lucasy now in nerd circles i feel like in the sense that he gave us something beautiful that we all love but we're all destined to hate him because what?
2: i don't think no. so
0: <laughs> but people just <laughs> on peter jackson for the hobbit endlessly
2: yep but peter jackson is still just so like cuddly and lovable you know fair
0: enough fair <laughs> enough
2: and also also i think i've
1: maybe encouraged it on here before Uh, Lindsay Ellis is a YouTuber who, you know, people have feelings on, but whatever. Um, has a, has a great series that is about the, the making of the Hobbit movies and just what happened. And it will really like paint a picture for you as to everything that went on behind the scenes that got it to where it was. And like Peter Jackson's hands aren't entirely clean, but it was also, he didn't have a choice is like what it came down to in a way of like, they were gonna make those movies. They kicked Del Toro off. He was like, "I can either hop in here and try to save it from whatever they're gonna do, or like they'll get someone else to do it, and it's gonna be just a and it's complete and utter disaster." Right. And
0: then it's just also, I, also, I kind of like them and I think they're good movies. <laughs> uh, I, 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 and also, like, let's also bear in mind that the other thing that Peter Jackson has gotten into, as long as we're going through his filmography. In the last couple of years is he's become an incredible documentarian i mean you know they shall not grow old isn't mm-hmm. did you guys see that
2: no i wanted to but i it left before i was able to go to the it, theater it's phenomenal
0: to see it. you know it's it's the one where they they brought all that never before seen footage of world war one and they colorized a lot of it. it it looks like you're there it's unreal he's doing the exact same thing right now with the get back movie which is going to you know chronolog the the final sessions of let it be with the beatles and he recently put out a promo for that where it's about to turn the music community up on its head because for years people have always assumed that the beatles hated each other during let it be and he ha- has come along all this footage where they're having a lot of fun and they like seem to like each other a lot so point being i'm, I'm getting all into you know other topics here but he just has a very good uh, handle over that as well you know he's, he's just a great, great director and this movie's insane but I, I i appreciate him and i'm glad that we have this because it's fun to look back and that's one of one of the main reasons i picked this is just to give us some weird context yeah. into the world of peter jackson
2: i mean i think it's okay to go off on tangents a little bit because honestly this movie it, when you go away from the the gore effect there's There's very
0: little meat on the bone (laughs)
2: there's not a lot to the story there's not
0: you're telling me paquita is not a perfectly well-rounded character with immense depth
2: i love paquita don't you slag paquita's Paquita's
0: (laughs) great but paquita (laughs) just has nothing to say the entire movie i I think that's
2: not her fault
0: (laughs) no it's not she goes so fast from like i
1: hate this guy to seeing that symbol and being like i gotta be with this guy forever she truly does. <laughs> it's instantaneous.
0: Yeah. Now, now the.
2: Well, she believes in the cards and what they tell her about her destiny. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Uh, more faith than I. <laughs> um, I actually do think, though, that the guy that plays Lionel and I, I had the IMDb up a moment ago, and I should name drop him.
2: Uh, Timothy Balm. He's
0: actually very expressive and pretty good like his shell-shocked face of horror uh, throughout the movie works and i think he's the most expressive actor in the whole movie
2: oh he's very good in it and he's you know cute in an awkward sort of way and i think he's doing a great job with he's doing exactly what's required of him and giving it his all
0: most certainly all right
2: (laughs) okay the the actress i'm about to mention is diana but i'm about to super butcher it so brace yourselves and Diana Penyalver is playing Paquita in just this really, you know, fresh-faced, girl-next-door kind of energy to it. And it's just, I, I just love her. And I wish that she didn't have to go through this <laughs> horrible stuff that she has to go through. <laughs>
1: oh, Fernando! Your mother ate my dog!
2: Not all of it.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> so, and I'm was f- thrown to discover that she's named Paquita because I thought Lionel was calling her Brigita for the entire film. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I
1: couldn't. I couldn't tell Lionel's name at first because, like, even the mom was pronouncing it like Lionel or something.
0: I was like, "There's those New Zealand accents <laughs> throw you a little bit for a loop." And early on, anyway. Yeah,
1: I was a little little confused
0: mm. yeah certainly all right uh but speaking of new zealand that you know nicole you just feel bad that they even have to deal with a scourge of cemetery greasers uh <laughs> again another decision <laughs> you know that's seemingly so out of place for the early 90s <laughs> but they're like se- I, mean,
2: I like that they made it a period piece yeah you know that this happens yeah. back in 1957 supposedly right and I, i'm not sure why that decision was made do you have any insight on is it that? So
0: they can is it is it so they can get away with just the uh, the unnecessarily awkward racist introduction to this movie?
2: <laughs> oh, where Mum calls her oily and experienced. <laughs>
0: oh well, that that that's bad. No, I'm talking about like the where they go and get the monkey. Listen, you know pick up the cage. You no know, get the big dollars. <laughs> yeah the explorers go and find the savages
2: oh yeah peter jackson and the local guy he hires
0: (laughs) right wait that's peter jackson
2: um i'm pretty sure that's peter jackson yeah has he been doing this since day one he looks exactly like the lab assistant and the lab assistant is peter jackson
1: it's a different it's a different person Uh,
2: is it really
0: oh bummer (sighs) okay yeah no but i mean hmm. other than that i mean i don't have a good answer for that other than that i mean well, it's definitely a send-up
1: of like these '50s horror movies, isn't it? Or am I crazy?
2: No, it could be a little bit like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right. and yeah,
0: that's at least how I viewed it. Right? Because because David, you did know, okay. you know, it's, they do a great job parodying those movies because all of these characters are making insanely stupid choices.
1: Just God, <laughs> everything that he's doing
0: drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like lionel, lionel you're just, is
2: a, how, a sheltered guy obviously
0: <laughs> yeah but well, we'll but also the problem yeah. with this the insane part of this movie at the end is that there's about 10 minutes where it just turns into mother and all of a sudden, the house goes from being like fairly empty and peaceful to filled with random strangers, and it's really stress inducing, and and it's about to get very violent, and uh, you know, so it's a little mothery in that in that couple minutes. Um, I mean, he handles it as best he can. I there's parts of this movie that, in the end, though, in the last half hour, that I agree to last too long, particularly him hanging. From the ceiling, oh These, yeah, yeah, and also just the recurring gag of of hitting the uncle in the balls.
2: Yeah, it's like five or six times it happens.
0: It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, <laughs>
1: and it's hilarious every single time. I was rolling. I was high fiving. <laughs> That's you know great humor.
0: Oh, great humor. Uh, we'll move on to some of our other discussion topics, though. Uh, The sound design, it has to be the squelchiest movie ever made. So squelchy. It's so squelchy.
2: squelchy. Yeah, I think that really... I think if I had been just watching the visuals without the sound, I wouldn't be half so nauseated (laughs) as I was. But the, the noises thrown in, all the squishing and you know and various flying pus squirty squishy you know stepping in the gore and slipping in it and it just, it splatting and all of that it's just like
0: <sighs> oh the the scene where the where where they're trying to get her ready at the funeral home and her body oh, is just gosh. continuing to just like goo <laughs> bloat yeah.
2: <laughs> bloat and goo and
0: so much goo it's a little reanimator ask isn't it
2: in uh, that it's over the top yes yeah, right, right.
0: i do like the sound design though it's remarkably effective it is it i yeah
2: it's remarkably effective which is why i don't like it sure
0: fair <laughs> because
1: it adds to that squishy squishy squish now
0: uh we we've reached the point of the podcast where we we we, we can just talk about father magruder <laughs>
1: Finally, and that could
0: be the rest of the show. (laughs) I do like Father. Uh, So he's Uh got he's got the two best lines in the entire movie, and he's got the best scene in the entire movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hands down. Uh, Lay it up for us, whoever wants to explain the scene.
2: (laughs) Well, all right, I'll I'll lay out the scene, and then maybe David, you can give us the line. You know, sure. Lionel's at the cemetery digging mum up again for I don't know why. Uh, just to make sure that she's really super extra dead, um, although you'd think six feet of dirt on top of the coffin would do the job. But <laughs> he's there to, to dig her up, and these, you know, cemetery greasers show up, as as they do, drinking and decide to harass Lionel and accuse him of being a necrophiliac and peeing on Mum's grave.
0: It's my mother you're pissing on
2: but then Mum gets out of the grave and attacks the greasers and in very short order zombifies at least two of them right and so father magruder has to show up to save the day <laughs> and he's like remarkably proficient in the martial arts <laughs> because as he says david
1: uh, he says after after punching or kicking one of them real hard in the face Says, "I kick ass for the Lord," which is that's that classic. Yeah, yeah. He says it a lot more dramatic than I possibly can, but it, that is like the line from this movie.
0: I kick ass for the Lord. Though, though, before that, he just emerges from the top of a crypt as if like he was just hanging yeah. out up there, and says. This calls for some divine intervention, and then he hops down. Right. It's just. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible.
1: Devil is amongst us. Stay back, boy. This calls for divine
2: intervention.
0: Ah! It's such a great scene, right? And yes. Nicole, you're right. Like he's remarkably proficient. Like he's just, <laughs> you know, really doing doing pretty darn well up until he's really not, and. Uh, And he's also one of zombie babies. He's zombie baby's dad, because once he zombifies, he has zombie love with zombie nurse and then there's zombie baby. So,
2: right. I mean, I guess once you die, you know, your lifelong commitment to God is over. (laughs) So go right ahead. That's
0: why it's the only zombie that wants to get it on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So there's a there's a King Kong connection in this movie, David.
1: Yeah, the island they're on at the beginning is like supposed to be Skull Island, apparently. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Oh,
0: okay. Well, he got to fulfill yeah. that fantasy later on in life, and that was also very, 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 very long. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, where do we land on 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 his King Kong? Do we love it yet? Are we separated enough from how long it is to appreciate what's great about it?
2: And- I I've only I I don't even know if I've seen it. 100% Man. of the way through from beginning to end. I think I did once.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it since high school.
2: It's, the pacing is way off. It's
1: really off. Yeah, <laughs> big <on> time.
2: <that laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, the, you know, the acting is fine and the effects are fine and it's it's all fine, but the pacing just doesn't work. It's slow in all the wrong places. And
0: you know, that seems to be his his non-Lord of the Rings pitfall, my, minus The Hobbit, is that was kind of the same issue with Mortal Engines. It was way too long and the pacing made no sense. And, and I, I don't know what Peter Jackson needs to rein that in a little bit. And there was just some magic in those three movies he happened to make where it really worked. But he definitely is a very long-winded creative. <laughs> so... Uh, so, how are the gore facts so believable, and the stop motion is so bad? You mean the rat monkey didn't totally convince you at the zoo? Yes. <laughs> oh, the rat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Monkey. Nor does uh, Mum at the oh end, the God. giant mum puppet. I mean, impressive <laughs> as that is, that they actually built something that huge, and were able to puppeteer it successfully. It's it's not real convincing. As a living being no. of any kind, or even undead being of any kind. And the Sumatran rat monkey l- looks like a Peter Gabriel video. <laughs> you know, so
0: it's, it's like the I Want My MTV Dire Straits video, but <laughs> the rat monkey? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah,
2: it's, a, it's not great.
0: No, it's... Not it's
2: great. And apparently Jackson himself contributed to that. Oh no! Doing the doing that work. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you just gotta not fancy yourself the editor and let someone (laughs) let someone take the reins with that. Yeah. The stop motions. I mean, there's a lot of stop motion with the with the entrails in this movie as well. There are many entrail scenes in which the entrails just take on a life of their own. So.
2: Yeah, the puppet entrails do much better than the stop motion entrails.
0: Yes yes absolutely uh so where is the point we, we mentioned this a little bit earlier the diminishing return on the gore I, I think that's that's one of the good questions to set us out on because you're right At a certain point it's just too much for me i'm gleefully happy when the baby breaks through someone's face and then after that i feel like we've reached mm. peak gore and everywhere else from there is downhill
2: oh um, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i would say probably just around there. i mean that's where else do you go from there? You know? I, there's nothing...
0: Zombie mom that
1: can talk. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't top it. Uh, that baby no. ripping through a face, that's that's your height right there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Honestly. That's, you know... It looked real good. Yeah. yeah but you don't need, like, rounds two and three of Lionel with the lawnmower in the the foyer. You know, just wave after wave of pink goop everywhere. Nope. And it's just, there's no point to it except to do it. Right. Like, if, Were they trying to set a record? Was that the point of that, was to use as much blood as they possibly could and outblood the Shining?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did use 90 gallons of blood in that scene. Um, which actually sounded low to me, but, but is, is apparently what was used. I mean, I mean, to me, I think this movie is defined by the lawnmower scene because I remember the gleeful reaction of seeing this movie with a ton of people the first time and thinking, is that the mm. lawnmower? And <laughs> yeah, <you
2: know>, just, <laughs> well, yeah, Chekhov's it's, it's lawnmower. It's <laughs> so great.
0: It, it's the, the whole, the whole bit of the lawnmower is, is perfect. but, it goes on too long and i think that if you're in a theater full of people this is your this is your crowd pleaser moment where everyone's going to hoot and holler at the screen because it's so insane and so iconic to this movie but again i can see that if you're watching it alone or like not part of that environment then it's it's much too long
2: yeah you only need to do it once yeah and then you can move on to the you know people being pulled in half and like the legs coming to get you separately (laughs) and (laughs) that kind of thing yeah you know yeah, you yeah. So, someone someone's thing.
0: it seemed like the meat like basically pulled off their bones on their feet so all that's left is mm-hmm. their like regular torso and then the skeleton feet that they're attached to good lord I hadn't seen that
2: before i
1: mean there's there's so much creativity here that it would almost feel like if these if some of it was like spread out to other scenes in the movie and i know there's like a little bit uh but some of like these you know some of these bigger ones, some of these like more surprising ones were like spread out more throughout the movie. They might be a little bit more impactful, but when it's just like one after the other, and again, it would be so yeah. much fun with people. And it's just like, Hey, let's watch this. And it's oh, like, like what's happening now? What's happening now? But, but now like the critic in me, the person who watched this for a movie <laughs> where we dissect it, I'm like, well, it would have been more effective in this, <laughs> but I didn't watch it in the right environment.
0: So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember being a kid, looking at the back of the box. Actually, I wasn't a kid. I was 20 when this came out. But no, That's a kid. <laughs> as a young person walking through my local video store, looking at the back of the box for Dead Alive, and it gives away the hand through somebody's yeah. face. But I didn't know that it was a comedy
0: mm. when I sure.
2: saw it. Sure. So I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. Because I thought, <laughs> That what was happening was like that, like either the person was turning inside out through the mouth or like their skeleton was escaping their body. Oh. And I didn't realize there was like somebody behind her doing that. And I was like, nope, nope, not, no, mm, mm, no, which is why I hadn't seen this movie at all until this point. And when I start watching it, I'm like, oh, it's a comedy. Oh. (laughs)
1: yeah now it makes more
2: but sense this had the the ripping the rip cage oh, out bit gosh. i was just Oof. like whoa yeah that's, Oof. that's impressive
0: yeah <laughs> this this movie excels in excess is is
2: i mean anatomically and impossible by the laws of physics but you know oh, impressive nothing looking makes sense right. it's like
0: you could so easily blend a human head in this movie i mean just the whole thing is bonkers yeah. But that baby just bounced right off those blades. <laughs> no, the baby. Oh my
1: god!
2: The giggling, constantly evil giggle to this uh, baby. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: It looks like it looks like that one from Goonies. The guy. Uh, it looks a
0: little like sloth, doesn't it? It looks it's a little baby like sloth. sloth. It's funny. I said that declared you know earlier this week when we watched it. It kind of looks like baby sloth. Oh my god. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad I, glad I got to bring you the grossest movie experience of your life, Nicole. Oh, thanks. <laughs> with Dead Alive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more than a decade removed from seeing this for the first time, and I could definitely remove myself for another decade before seeing it again. But it will need to be in a, in a group environment or like a drive-in <laughs> would be fun. Like it need, I need to see, see it in that sort of format to really enjoy it again. But I'm glad we talked about it because it's a really weird piece of horror cinema from a, now a claim director uh, so any final thoughts on dead alive as we wrap up
2: um, mm, no, I mean really. if your stomach can take it I guess I would recommend it to say that you'd seen it yeah but I mean I thought I had an extremely strong stomach and I had a little a little trouble with it I had to take a break and walk away here and there just it's the squelching you know, just turn the sound down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a, a movie that definitely has its place in its audience. And uh, just coming from from a critical eye, I could tear more into it. But also, I know with the right people, it would be an amusing movie to have on while we're
0: all just hanging out.
1: It's like Money Python meets George Romero. Outstanding.
0: Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is the first entry in this year's movie ghoul round next week. If you are claustrophobic or afraid of the dark or even have a passing interest in caves, you will not. After next week, if we check out The Descent, go ahead and join us for that. That's a 2005 British horror film. Um, and again, that is a can we just talk about The Descent next week? Check it out. I it should be a lot easier to get. <laughs> um, but I believe each of us picked two horror films. And then Nicole put all six of them into the wheel and the descent came out. So, Nicole, you've seen it, David. Have you? Nope. Ooh, this is gonna be fun. All righty. I hope you're not spelunking anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> you won't be. You won't be. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll go around the horn really quick. Nicole, where can people find you online?
2: Uh, You can find me at um, letterbox Nicole underscore Davis. Very
1: good. And what about you, David. You can find me Davlo's D-A-V-L-U-Z Twitter Instagram. Find me there.
0: Very good. You can find me on Twitter at I am Brett Stewart. A reminder to vote, MGRpodcast.com. It's where you can find everything related to the website, all of our links. But most importantly, if you are listening to this week it comes out or in the beginning of October 2021, you are going to have the opportunity to vote for the Halloween themed You Did This To Us that will come out on Halloween. So be sure to check that out. We'll see you next week with Can We Just Talk About The Descent?